Cork are in serious trouble. In the Munster Championship, they're going to get beaten. They're going to get beaten early. And when the Cork crowd turn against them, they turn so harsh. The Football Pod is available every Tuesday exclusively on the OTB Sports app. Uh, now, Irish hurdler Sarah Lavin is with us on the line. If you missed it at the weekend, she came seventh in the final of the 60-metre hurdles at the World Indoor Championships in Belgrade. In the semi-final, though, she broke the eight-second mark. So, uh, not a bad weekend's work. Sarah, good morning to you. Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me. <laughs> you must be pretty delighted with that. Yeah. Um, this time last week, like that was the aim. I guess I went in with um, an 8.06 PB from, and I'd equaled it in Paris. So, it was... It was the best form I ever brought into a championship. So I was hoping, you know, obviously to go that that one step further. Obviously, really, really wanted to break that eight seconds. It's just like a a marker over a class hurdling. And, um, you know, I think to go to verbalise that like maybe 10 days ago and, and then to go do it, that was really, really special because sometimes it doesn't happen like that. Um and and the way it happened, I guess, you know, to run a PB at, at nine o'clock in the morning in the heats and then to go quicker again in the afternoon. Um, sometimes, you could, you know, if it had happened the other way around, I, I wouldn't have met a world final. And so I'm just so grateful for the way things played out. And yeah, <laughs> I really, really delighted. There's a lot of things there that I, that I wanted to ask you about. The first thing there, when you talk about verbalising it and then actually doing it, is that something that you do before pretty much every big meet that you say what you want to achieve and does it tend to work? No, <laughs> I definitely be afraid. I think like, obviously I keep it to, I, I tend to keep it to myself. Um, you always have goals, I suppose, like anyone in any in any avenue of life, like, you know, you, you have targets and goals that you, you want to meet. Um, I, the way things happened, actually, there was like um, the permanent TSB were launched as the new title sponsor for, the Olympic team so there was a press conference and stuff a week out which is not really like what an athlete loves to do before they head off to a world championships is talk to <laughs> a heap of journalists um, but it's just the way it happened um, and yeah, um, thankfully uh, it, it happened you know it all, it all came through and um, yeah I, it wouldn't be typically something obviously you keep it to yourself you know you have targets but you definitely don't wouldn't like to be climbing trees and shouting you know <laughs> yeah it's a very Irish thing to, to play yourself down for fear that actually what you say you might do actually doesn't come yeah. true mm. and I don't even know as a playing yourself down it's just we're a funny old nation you know what I mean mm. <laughs> you don't want anyone to get ahead of yourself and um, yeah I, I don't know I think um yeah, I, I think it's just it's in our nature, I guess. You're right, you're right. But it's not even a playing yourself down. It's just more like you don't want to get notions or whatever. Yeah, that's <laughs> terrible. Like, and if you're chatting to the other athletes from other countries, are are they happy to to exist in a world of notions and, and this sort of carefree yeah. mindset? It's 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 really interesting, and particularly certain nations are are far more confident than others. And it probably does come back to where you know a, a, a confident thing that's happened, I suppose, through, throughout the years. But yeah, there's definitely um, you know a lot of different mindsets. Um, European hurdlers are great to share, but like there's carnage in the warm up always. You know, there's limited amount of hurdles, um, particularly say for the heats because there's 48 athletes qualified. Um, and for the worlds and then there's a certain amount of heats everyone's warming up everyone wants to do their drills and stuff so you've got coaches there like having their coats over the hurdles protecting it and their athletes might not even want to use it you know like yeah. <laughs> and, um, 
yeah, it's it, the, the European hurdlers generally tend to, um, you know, rally together. <laughs> um, and, and I have a good friend, um, Liz Clay from Australia. So, um, yeah, we were, you know, we, we'd share hurdles or whatever. But yeah, there's a lot of antics, of course, in, in a warm up area. <laughs> right. So, uh, so at the weekend, for example, would you have to get there extra early just to make sure that you have a couple of hurdles to, to practice with? Um, even if you're there three hours early, someone's there before with their right. coat wrap. And <laughs> my coach is great. Um, but it's definitely why you need a coach as well. You know, at the end of the day, sometimes it's not even like, obviously she's giving really, really good technical feedback um, on the start. But sometimes it's actually just someone to fight like your corner, you know. And you swear some of these people brought the hurdles from <laughs> like the US or Bahamas or right. overseas and and they weren't going to share or Jamaica, you know. So, um, yeah, it, it's 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 kind of funny, but it's all just part of championship, and um, it's entertaining, I guess. If you you just can't take it to uh, get too uptight about it. <laughs> uh, you, you mentioned your coach there, uh, Noelle Morrissey is your coach, and uh, you mentioned her in your post race interview with David Gillick at the weekend about how she puts you through her paces to the point where racing multiple times in a day is not a problem for you. So. How tough yeah. are we talking here? What 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 is the the, the process like working with Noel? Because you've known her for quite some time. Yeah, she's she's coached me since I was seven, which is really really mad, you know. Um, and I'm 27 now, so she knows way too much about me. Wow. And I know way too much about her. <laughs> um, but no, it's um, it's really it's a really special relationship, I guess we have. Um, but. Yeah, it's it's tough. I'm going to be very careful here because I'm heading into outdoor training. I only have a week off and I don't want to get absolutely butchered next week. <laughs> um, but yeah, like she, you know, we're, we, it's no different. I guess like a lot of it, when you get to the, the a world championships, there's very little difference between what every girl is doing, you know, training wise. Um, but it's more, it, it, a lot comes down to mindset and it's on you know in that moment like there is very very little and I think I was very fortunate to get exposed to before Christmas and like so many of the girls are just really nice so um and linking in with other groups in other countries really brings you on to to the next level but um there is very very little difference to what any training we're doing and it's more so like on in the moment you know what I mean I mean like everyone trains hard if you're in a high performance sport, you know, there's no, <laughs> but I think what, why the final was my slowest round. Um, I think I, it was just a very high adrenaline to run 797 at that time. It was exhausting an hour and a half later. Um, and, and, you know, I think also uh, Kambonji, Sedney and I were the three, we were both, we basically the European hurdlers raced each other. You know what I mean? So it really has to be so internal because this, you're literally talking about the smallest of margins. Um, and when Pork and Bungie hit a hurdle, it makes it's an external stimulus, I guess. Um, so everything, it's just, it's it's that moment of, oh, even though it didn't actually affect you, but it is still an external stimulus that kind of can bring you out. I know it sounds so deep. Because <laughs> no, I was going to ask that, Sarah, because like, I mean, uh, for anybody who didn't see the race, it's it's a pretty, uh, like, it's a pretty extraordinary fall. Like, I mean, it's, she just clips the hurdle, it's to right to your right-hand side and she yeah. goes down straight in her face. Like, I mean, I presume it, you can't not see that. It can't not put you off. So, um, um, and it's, it's- it's not even a see, it's more like a feel, if right. you get what I mean. Mm. Like, and, and everything you're doing is a feeling, to be honest, at that level, you know. And um, 
it, it, it's a moment it, it, and it's gone and there's nothing you can do. But at the same time, that's championship racing and you have to do better and, and, and not let that, you have to be deeper within yourself to not let that bring you out, if that makes sense. So it's on me, you know what I mean? And, and, and thankfully, I don't think she was too badly injured or, or anything like that. But um, yeah, like if you had said to me last week, I was lining up like it, it was just such a spectacle like the lights the show I'm not sure if you saw it but mm. you know it was to to be lining up in a world final a global final I thought I could do it someday of course but I didn't know it was going to happen at the weekend and 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 it's not that I I, I react my reaction was just so pure but at the same time I don't know will I ever feel like that again going into it which is mad you know right. what I mean that I'll never feel like that going again into it, making a final I guess you know um probably will if I ever win a medal I don't know <laughs> but yeah I think like if I had if I'd seen where what, everything that had happened happened and, and there was girls outside of the final that you know I rate so so highly there was a Swiss girl Zabarin and and Liz from Australia like they they I rate them just so highly and and you know, it was just sometimes it's awful to say, but it's the roll of a dice and who's in that exact moment in that semi like has the, you know, there's so little between us all um, that, yeah, it's, it, it was just a really, really special day and a special weekend. And yeah. <laughs> the, the the psychology of the event is, is fascinating. And I, and I wonder at times if it's frustrating just having to accept that, there is a little bit of a, a roll of the dice involved because I, I saw you speaking after your heat in Tokyo saying that you didn't have a thoughtless race, which is a really interesting phrase to use, that it needed to be autopilot, I assume, in order to get the best out of yourself. And maybe that didn't happen at the Olympic Games last year. Uh, so, so how do you try and come to terms with the fact that you need to be in a, a thoughtless space of mind and there is not much that you can do to control that sometimes? You you have to really practice it, you know what I mean? Right. And that comes every rep in training and that's every time you're hurting on the track in a you know especially like speed endurance it's so much fun indoors because it's 60 meters but um like uh, november december like you're lying on the ground thinking oh my gosh (laughs) time would be easier here right now Um, because your body's just in pain you know you're just riddled with lactic or whatever um (laughs) um yeah i think like heading into outdoor, like you have to in those moments just blank your brain. And I know that sounds bizarre to, <laughs> to the average person, but you can perceive the pain. You know what I mean? You just have to keep moving. And um, yeah, I think having that, getting into those like mindsets and training, then transfers into a race where you have to just be within yourself. And um, I think it's really, really hard to describe. And you can read all the sports like books and they talk about this flow state or whatever but it's just like not thinking you know what I mean I think we're really good at it as kids but as we get older the world teaches us to think you know through education through whatever um, and you're almost going to do the opposite <laughs> you're in yeah. the moment of my performance for it I don't know um, so yeah I it, it's 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 practice yeah I think but I think looking back on Tokyo also you know, we, it's it's in Japan, firstly. Um, racing loads really, really suits me, um, thankfully, because I love to race. But um, you're heading out to a holding camp that's three and a half weeks. I also had back issues, hamstring issues. That we're, I really, ex, like, extended my limits to qualify for the Games. You know, you have to bear in mind, I was 57th last January in the world 
Mm. And I was trying to be top 40 to qualify. So June was a really last, you know, my body was really, really pushed to its limits. And we had to go, I either had to keep going and potentially run out of steam for Tokyo or to go back into training for two weeks. And and we had, my body, I had, I had really been on my last legs before I ran that 12.95 in Madrid last June. So we had to do something. Like it was really one of those things that we can talk about. I should have raced closer, but it, it just wasn't possible, you know. <laughs> um, so going out in Tokyo, like running the 13, I was just, like, I love a championship. I love bringing my best to the biggest stage. And and I think Dervil probably taught me how important that was, you know what I mean, subconsciously even. Um that that's really all that matters and, and to not put out my best performance in Tokyo really really hurt me like right. it was not my it wasn't my lock screen but you know the home button you know the home the one that's yeah. inside your phone <laughs> like I had like it still is like that was me there was one girl I finished seventh in my heat there was a French girl behind me um but she was injured do you know what I mean so effectively I was just like what you know really really what was that um and motivation by your lock screen an absolute insight into my mindset but Mm. like that hurt I was like you were looking at that for the foreseeable like until you close that gap and and just look at those girls I think there's only one girl I haven't beaten since that finished ahead of me in some race right so if if you beat her then you're changing your home screen Uh, well she's the world record holder so that would be someday wouldn't it (laughs) that's a very Irish thing as well I'm going to put up like uh, something that really annoys me on my lock screen like you know (laughs) yeah and and, yeah because you know you can't you have to think of the biggest the biggest state you you have to just we're a small country and a small pond and, and it's such a big stage like the standard is so high and I think athletics just isn't a massive sport in this country so Mm lose the concept and also I don't think on TV people realise how fast people are going you know like as in I look at 800 like or every rate and you're literally just like your jaw is dropped when it's right in front of you and for some reason the TV screen never seems to to back and I'd be the first to say that because I remember being 7 watching the Olympics 7-10 thinking like I think I can run that fast (laughs) Um, so it's not until you're actually there and you see the the standard across you know like warming up for that final the only two finals that were on that night were the 60 meter men's and the women's hurdles and so there was eight there's 16 athletes eight women and eight men warming up and and there's just those coaches out, like and people staff just videoing people warming up because it's so like even after the world stage these are all world-class coaches they are still mesmerized by watching these guys coming out of the blocks because technically they're just so good, you know, and it's, it's really is such, such a high standard. And, um, yeah, I, it was, it's, I, I'd love for, I suppose, athletics become more accessible in this. It is so accessible in this country, but I think the concept of the level is sometimes lost and, um, that's, I'm not even talking about me, do you know, that kind of way, Mm. but, um, I, I, I really, um, it is, amazing to watch some of these athletes yeah yeah that's fa- like so that that sort of idea of the olympic games then and and i guess the way that you look at it is is a, is a very interesting one I, I suspect because you've obviously spoken about maybe keeping that moment on your home screen at the, uh, for, for the foreseeable future uh, at the same time though there is a, a break to 
the Olympics because of COVID obviously in 2020 which I guess puts you in a better position to compete and then again on the flip side of that again is Rio and and, and your bad injuries around that time that that stop you from competing I guess the life of an athlete can very quickly become at least when you're doing these sort of conversations about the staging post of the Olympic Games when it's about so much more than that It really is and it's such a journey and I even look back at 2016 and, and all those things and I was just like you know I think if I had met this final I came out of junior career and it was so easy to me you know what I mean like if I had met a world final world indoor final in 2016 which I was definitely capable of doing <laughs> I don't think it would have meant so much you know what I mean so um I think you just have to trust that like everyone's journey is so so different and I will never be another athlete and another athlete will never be me. And you have to take all those moments and trust that this is why things fall the way that it is. Because, you know, I'm sure there was injured athletes watching. I even remember every time I was, you know, every championship that's ever been on from 2016. Like this was my first ever world stage, apart from world juniors in 2012. So it was 10 years since I arrived at a world athletics event, like a championship. And I've watched 10 years of other Irish athletes making championships and it just hurt like hurting you yeah. know because you're sitting there you have a niggle you have a bad bad injury or you're just off what's even worse is when you don't have an injury and you're just in crap shape you know what I mean um, and just watching BBC and crying for other athletes who have done well and you know because you're just happy for them not you know that kind of way that you're just like you. it's such an emotional thing and um I can't believe I was on the flip side of that, you know, and and if I had known in that moment, and I'm sure there was injured athletes watching, like people who had just missed off, people who just had a hard year and see things just didn't line up on time. And if I had known at that moment watching it, that it will all turn out okay. (laughs) Yeah, I just think like, just hold the faith. I, I presume when you're watching those other Irish athletes over those 10 years, like you're feeling happy for them, but you're also got it as well like I mean it's it's it would it would be it wouldn't be human nature otherwise right well I I would never no I'm, I'm very very happy for everyone and like you know I, I would never be kind of bitter in any way sure, Jeez, but that would, it, not it, emotion. you'd be looking at it through your own perspective I guess is, is is my point yeah 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 well yeah you just would be like I would do anything to be there mm. to be standing right now and um, and I suppose even my initial reaction after the final, I was quite, dis- you know, I kind of was def- a little bit deflated compared to what I was, say, like two hours before that or an hour and a half before that. But And and it's like by another 12 hours later, I was like, you have so much to be grateful for. If you'd known last week that you were going to make a world final break eight seconds, where you were three years ago, where you were two years ago, where you were a year ago, if you'd known all of those things, like you would have just been like, and, and it's just gratitude. You have to remain just so grateful for everything you have. The sport is like, <laughs> you always want more. If you win, if you win, you want a world record. If you get the world record, you, you've you met some technical mistake that you want to fix to make it harder for the next, you know, so there's everyone leaves a little bit like wanting more, no matter where you finish. And, and it's just to hold where you were a month ago, 12 months ago, two years ago, and, and just keep that in perspective, um, I think is so, so important. Yeah. Which I guess is just a, a perfect note to finish on then when you think about wanting more from this starting point now, 
is it all about Oregon this year? Is that what you've got your sights set on or are there other goals uh, yeah. in the interim? Um, definitely Oregon, like a world champ is going to be so special. Like Eugene is tracked down like USA. <laughs> and like they literally call it that. Um, and then Munich, the European championships are also. So again, we're just, I, I'm, I'm lucky, you know, the, the way the calendar has fallen and, and how things were delayed and pushed out. The fact that we've, a world championships this year and the Europeans and then next year indoors comes back to European indoors and there's another world championships in Budapest in 2023 and then we're into Paris and, and all these competitions lead into each other I suppose for world rankings and, and opportunities to run fast you know um, because it again it's so difficult to qualify for an Olympics people assume you know obviously I want to get to Paris and I want, or my goal is to have a better Olympic finish and all that but it's so difficult to get to the Olympics, you know what I mean? And you can't take that for granted either. So it's making sure you take all these little boxes along the way and, and just keep progressing. Yeah. Well, listen, Sarah, congratulations on a hell of a day on Saturday <laughs> and uh, best of luck over the next little while. Thanks, Millie, for taking the call. Thank you. Cheers. Sarah Lavin there on the line. She is uh, the Irish hurdler who came uh, seventh in the world indoors in Belgrade at the weekend and, of course, breaking the eight-second barrier earlier in the day as well.